0: Welcome back to Bible and Coffee. How are you on this beautiful Monday? I'm doing great and hopefully you are doing well too. Uh, in today's episode, we are going to continue on when Jesus tells about the spiritual harvest and that's going to be um, John 4 verses 28, uh, 27 through 38. Last week we didn't do anything because it was a holiday and... I couldn't fit a time where I could do the podcast in peace there were moments but everything was very chaotic and I couldn't squeeze in a time but today I can and quite early if I don't say so. Um, And last week we left off, uh, let's see, what did we leave off specifically? And I'm pretty sure it's um, Jesus talking to the Samaritan woman, the woman at the well. Yes, and that was verses 26 through. Uh, this that was verses one through 26. Um, and we talked about um, how she thought um Jesus was talking about this um actual water that could fill her and she'd never have to go to the well. And he said, "Uh, no, not not really. Let me. And then she started to get it, but not really. And verse 26 said, I who speak to you Am he literally i am the one who is speaking to you although jesus avoided telling the jews directly that he was a christ he told the samaritan woman that he was the one who sat there with her and was the promised messiah because she said once um when the christ comes he will explain everything and he told this samaritan woman a woman and a samaritan and as we read a couple weeks before that Samaritans and Jews were not friends, they were, um, uh, they didn't get along at all because of past troubles, and you can find that in Ezra, and not, uh, how do I spell how do I say, Nehemiah? Yes, 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 okay, and today we're going to continue on when Jesus talks about spiritual harvest, and tomorrow, God first, um... I'm going to, we're going to talk about uh, the many Samaritans that started to believe in Jesus and that's going to be quite the short chapter because it's just 39 through 42 it's going to be only like I'd say 10 minutes tops and it's going to be a quite short one but um, that's how it's going to be next Monday it's also going to be another short one and then we get on to John 5. And I might change the dates, and it might not long, longer be um, Monday, Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday. I might have to change it because I will continue. I will start working this um, this Thursday. I graduate and thank the Lord that I do because he's the one who's got me through this th- these times, you know. Uh, high school was pretty hard, and um, he got me through it. He got me through it. Um, He's helped me through so many things, and I'm so thankful that I can say that I'm um, I'm graduating. I'm the uh, first one in my family to to finish high school, and I'm very thankful to the Lord that I am. So that's happening this week, and then next week, it's all going to be a bit chaotic. Now, I'm going to take a gap year, (laughs) specifically because I need to start saving up money, uh to enter college because college is expensive so yes yeah. um so let's get our notebooks highlighters pens pencils bibles and coffee and we'll get right into it but first we start with the prayer dear heavenly father i thank you for this wonderful day that you've given us thank you for allowing us to read and be here in this beautiful day I thank you for the other person on this side, Lord, for waking them up, Lord, and allowing them to be here with me uh, to read your word. I thank you for waking me up, Lord, with health and to be here to talk to the other person on the other side. Please open our hearts, Lord, to to understand. Please um, give us wisdom so we can truly um, dissect what you're trying to tell us here, Lord. Open our hearts. And please forgive us for our sins, Lord. We are human and so we we sin every day, Lord. We are not perfect unlike you, Lord. You are perfect in every way, Lord. And, as, and you have helped us through so many things. And I'm so grateful for everything. I thank you for everything, Lord. And in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. So I'm gonna read verses twenty-seven through thirty-eight, and we'll get right into it. Okay. Or mm-hmm. what's that? Okay. So, verse twenty-seven. Just, just then, his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking to a woman. But no one asked what, what do you want, or why are you talking with her? Then leaving her, water, leaving her water jug. The woman went back to town and said to the people, Come and see the man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? They came out of the town and made their way towards him. Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, Could someone have... could someone have brought him food? My food, Jesus said, is to do the the will of Him who sent me to finish His work. Do you not say for months, four months more, and then the harvest? I tell you, open your eyes, and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now they are riper. Even now the The reaper draws his wages, even now he harvests the crop for eternal life, so so that the snower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus saying, one sows and the other reaps is true. I sent you to reap, but you have not worked for others have done the work and and you have reaped the many benefits of their labor. So we're we'll going to end there. So this is right after the Samaritan woman left to go tell everybody out in her town that, um, that Jesus, um, that this man, just told her everything about her life. And she, she wanted to tell everybody. But here's the, the incredible part that I don't think that we understand yet is that this um this woman was you know sleeping with many men and many people didn't know oh and many people knew it was very public and um she had the courage to step out of her comfort zone and tell many people about this man this this the christ because he in the end of um verse 26 Uh, Jesus revealed himself to her to be the Messiah and she went to go tell everybody like look this is a man who could be the Messiah So she went out of her comfort zone and it may be the reason why she has to go very very far away from her home um, to go to this well specifically maybe Because she didn't want to be ridiculed, but she took she took the chance to tell everybody about this man. This woman, who um, probably the whole town knows that she's been with many, many people, but now she she, she got this courage. Some people may say, I don't know her, but I, but I um, believe that it's from God. He gave her the courage to tell everybody in the town about Jesus. <laughs> uh, so the sudden arrival, of the disciples interrupted the conversation Jesus seems to have made no effort to continue the exchange he placed himself before the woman as uh, the one she has ex- was expecting what the woman would have said in response to Jesus revelation is unknown because he simply said I am he who you we are talking to and I don't know about you but I would have been like oh what I would have you know, so many questions in my mind i don't think i'd be able to even speak and sorry for the noise guys <laughs> um, so after that she immediately went to um to her neighbors that she had just encountered a unique and wonderful person whom they should also meet she knew little about jesus but she knew him the news shared about the stranger at the well raised great curiosity among the townspeople Meanwhile, Jesus spoke to his disciples about the importance of being able to look at the Word from God's perspective. Seeing people a spiritual harvest to be reaped for God, Jesus reminded his disciples that his mission to do the will of God and accomplish his work. In doing so, he encouraged their participation. So in verse 27, it says, Then his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman. Jesus had broken two cultural um, taboos. Uh, So number one was Jesus did not speak. uh, Sorry, Jews did not speak with Samaritans. And the second of all was a male didn't normally speak to a female stranger. Uh, Jesus' behavior amazed. His disciples yet they did not query his concern uh, concerning his motives but they must have realized that all of his motives were good so the first taboo um is jesus uh jews did not speak with samaritans because um you know there was this um cultural thing that they're like no i don't talk to you you don't talk to me you know a race um sort of thing because of what um samaritans and jews did to each other and you know they still had a a very negative um, viewing on them and the second thing was um, males didn't speak with female strangers and um, like I've told you before that in my church we're also reading um, um, John and turns out that they also didn't speak with a woman with a woman uh, with their wives in public which is quite weird so they wouldn't speak to the woman uh, to, uh, to their wives, and it's it's kind of weird to me, you know. Some cultures, um, uh, each culture is very different, and I I don't seem to understand uh, that well, but I guess this was a thing. And in the end, it said, um, they didn't question him, you know, even though he broke two taboos, uh, the Jews, uh, the, Jews <laughs> the disciples, started, they are starting to learn and trying to trust the Lord that his, um, the things that he that he does are all for good so if um, you know if you're writing down notes in verse 27 it's basically uh they started to learn to trust God to you know not question what he does it, um so yeah um verse 28 says uh leaving her water uh, water jar the woman went back to the town so beyond displaying the woman's expi- excitement excited state of mind this action has several significant significant explanations on the one hand it speaks on the woman leaving her water jar um representing her thirst for true life and satisfaction on the other hand it also reveals her intention to return the water jar is very valuable and a a practical household object but as useful as it was to get water from the well it was useless for obtaining water of life However, she had just met the, the, someone who promised living water and who had dis- displaying intimate knowledge of her life and profound understanding of spiritual truth. We cannot be sure how much she understood of what Jesus had told her, but she was convinced that everyone in town ought to hear what he had to say. So in other words, when she left her water jar, um... She left the materialistic thing and went out to for spiritual things. But you have to remember, also, guys, that um, we shouldn't um, we shouldn't make idols out of materialistic things. And I know this is very out of topic, uh, but um, sometimes we're like, I don't have idols, but. Sometimes our phones, laptops, you know, we make idols out of um, something and we might not even know it. So we have to remember what is something that sometimes I can't even live without and maybe you should um, take a moment and live without it, you know, spend time outdoors. Outdoors is a very um, nice place, you know. It doesn't have to be like, oh, let's go to the forest. No, it could just be the park. It could just be a walk, you know, contemplate, pray to God and help you to no, break these chains of um, being a servant to these materialistic things. Okay, so I just w- wanted to get that out there. <clears throat> so verses 28 through uh, thir- no 29 through 30, it says, uh, "Come and see the man who told me everything I ever I've ever done." In essence, the Samaritan woman was saying Jesus could have told her everything about her life, for telling her about her relationship with various men. He revealed his knowledge about his history. She made no promises about what Jesus might have, might known about everyone else, but she appealed to their curiosity. So I highlighted this because it was, um, it's quite important. It says, uh, what was it about the stranger that could make a woman who had every reason to be ashamed of her life now, speak publicly about her experience of transparency before him. Her invitation proved irresistible. Well, so what does this woman, this woman who is, you know, shameful to society, why does she speak up to the whole entire town who knew what she'd done? It must have been something quite marvelous. So, um, I continue saying uh, I think I see. oh no okay continue saying "Um, he cannot be the messiah can he? in Greek speech uh, this is a tentative question which might translate to perhaps this may be the Christ she probably knew that her reputation preceded her and any assertion to uh, her part regarding her belief in this man would go unheeded at any this stage. So she also may not have fully convinced that Jesus was the Messiah, but her question did serve to stir up curiosity and had the desire affect the the people, came out out of town and went towards him. So meanwhile this, the disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. After the woman left for the town, the disciples urged their master to eat. His response was baffling. I have food to eat that you do not know about. The disciples thought that he was talking about physical food instead, Jesus was talking about um, spiritual satisfaction that by sharing the good news with the Samaritan woman. So he was full, but, but you know, satisfied with the food that he ate. The food of giving out the good news. Because not only by bread, this many, but by all. Um, all the words that come out of God's mouth uh this verse is usually um I, I struggle I struggle to say it because I'm not sure how it's um that's the correct translation but in Spanish it is uh no nada mas vive and oh, I don't even remember oh, hold on hold on um but yes it's not only does um does man survive by bread but by all of the um the words of that God speaks Oh, no nada más vive el hombre de de pan, sino de toda palabra que sale de la boca de Dios. That's how it goes. My brain is saying one thing and my mouth is saying another thing, so (laughs) it's between those lines. Verse 34 says, My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me to finish his work. So him refers to God. This statement shows that Jesus lived to please the Father and in doing so, found spiritual satisfaction to do God's wills meant that Jesus submitted himself to the father's plan and enjoyed carrying out his father's desires satisfied the father gave Jesus true satisfaction to finish God's work speaks of completing the task all the way from snowing the seeds and reaping the harvest according to um Chapter 17, verse 4, Jesus accomplished all the Father wanted him to do before leaving the earth. Prementedly, Jesus had revealed the Father to the world. All Christian service and acts of compassion must be done by those who submit to God's will. It must be God's work, not ours. And the motivation to do it will come as we rightly related to the Father. So, here's a small segment called Hungry. Jesus spoke about food provided by the spiritual nourishment. The nur- uh, we are nourished by Bible study, prayer, and attending um, church. Spiritual nourishment also comes from doing God's will. In order to be His kind of people in the world, we are nourished not only by what we take, but also by what we give for God. We recognize the spiritual hunger to which Jesus referred in the statements, like, bless are those who, are, who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled." And that's uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. And do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink? But seek His kingdom first, and His righteousness. And all of these things will be given as well. That is Matthew 6, verse 31. Don't you hunger? to do god's will don't you ever just feel like this like uh, it almost feels like uh, how how do i put this like all of a, your adrenaline just it to max and you're like i gotta do this i gotta do this. And you're like jumping up and down and you're like yep i gotta do this you're shaking your hands and like i need to do this like right now so that's how i experienced it and it might be um a different experience but um everyone else but sometimes it's just a combination of like, oh what journal on max i'm jumping up like yeah let's do this let's get pumped and then i'm just like oh but <laughs> you know so uh Versity 5 says four months more then harvest then then comes the harvest so the reaping and the snowing if you didn't know is um a term for farmers so for farmers approximately four months elapsed between the swing of snowing and the beginning of the reaping. Lift up your eyes and look at the fields. They are already white for harvest. From Jesus' spiritual perspective, the the time for harvest has already arrived. The Samaritans who were coming from town were were ready to to be harvested. In telling the disciples to lift up their eyes and look up at the fields, Jesus may have well be may, uh, sorry. Jesus may well have been directing them to look at the approaching Samaritans. This may help explain Jesus' use for the word white, described a harvest. Harvest in Palestine did not look white, but Samaritans often dressed in white, and they were ready to be harvested. Verse thirty-six through thirty-seven says the reaper draws his wages. He harvests a crop for eternal life. The reaper of the spiritual harvest um, derives satisfaction from being bringing others to experience eternal life. This parallels Jesus explaining with experience with the Samaritan woman. He was satisfied by offering her the gift of life, and she may have not understood everything completely. She may have been quite baffled and be and you know just like what, huh? But she, uh, when she says she knew him, it's, it becomes more personal, like, how do I put this? you ever have this instant connection with someone? It may have been this one moment, but you, you knew that you had a connection, and it's like, you knew them. That's how she felt, like, she didn't know who this man was, and she, she never talked to him. But when she did, it was instant connection, she knew him. But she may have not understood him, but she felt like she knew him. Some of us, um, when we were younger, may have had this instant connection with um, a friend. All of a sudden, it was like, bam, best friend. And you have been best friend all the time. But at that moment, you felt like you knew them. In uh, continuing on, the, the snower and the reaper may be glad together. Jesus here mentions the snowers in addition to the reaper. Jesus, as both snower and reaper snowed the seas, through a single Samaritan woman and reaped a harvest uh, from many in a Samaritan city. The snowing and reaping transpired so quickly that the snower and the reaper could rejoice together. Normally, the snower's joy is hopeful, for it is based on a future harvest. The reaper's later joy is complete, for it is based on the stored harvest. But the context of, of, of eternity, the snow and the people will be together and rejoice over the harvest they both accomplished. So um, there's a small uh, segment called harvest Time, harvest Time. And it says, sometimes Christians excuse themselves uh, from witnessing by saying that their family or friends are ready to believe. But our excuses don't stand up very well before the example of the Samaritan woman who spoke to the very people most likely to reject anything she had to say. Her message was attractive because she described how Jesus had met her needs. She, th- she did not attempt to expose their needs. Jesus made it clear that the communal harvest, waiting reaping, don't make excuses. Oh, sorry. Jesus made it clear that continual harvesting wait, uh, awaits reaping. Don't make excuses if you are watchful and available. You will find the very peop- you will find people ready to hear God's word. So many of you may have not, may may not know what a snowing and reaping is. So, uh here's what it says: a reaper. You can find um if you search a reaper for farming. You would see um. A machine, or sometimes driven by um by animal power. It says a reaper is a farm implement or person that reaps crops and, and harvests when they are ripe. Usually, the crop involves uh, cereal grass. And snowing. Excuse me for a bit. I'll find it, uh, oh, excuse see right here, so, uh, snowing is to scatter seeds over land and earth for growth, plant, for growth, uh, plant to plant seeds and to snow crop, you know, it's to scatter them, so scatter, um, seeds, and that's usually how it's described, you know, plant a seed in a person's soul. You know and we're not in charge of making grow that's that's God and that's between God and the person uh, let's see let's see right here it says the snow and the reaper do not have the same role the point of the next verse thus saying one snows and the other reaps is true this saying may have come from verses like Deuteronomy 26 verse 6, um, 20 verse 6, uh, Deuteronomy 28 verse 30, and Job 31 verse 8, and Micaiah uh, verse uh, 15 chapter 6, but it is not a direct quotation of any known biblical passages. Uh, in verse 38, it says, I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work, and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. So this might be talking about the Old Testament. No, that's where most of their knowledge may come from. And this also might probably refer to the coming of the harvest of the Samaritan believers reaped by Jesus and his disciples, as well as the harvest that would come after the Pentecost. The others who labored, like it said, um, may have been the Old Testament prophets, more likely John the Baptist and his followers. So I want to quickly wrap this up because I just noticed that I am running out of time and good thing because I am just about to finish. So right here it says taking credit. Think about the farmers do plowing, fertilizing, snowing, weeding, watering, harvesting. For most of the part, farmers are humble group when it comes to taking credit for the results. So much that, uh, so much is out of their hands. Yet, what they do is vital in spreading the gospel. God gives us a significant role. Yet, he deserves the credit. In fact, we can only claim to have done a small part of the job. We often only, uh, we don't. We often, <laughs> often we only have a slight idea of how others have contributed to what God accomplished in the um, person but our testimonies kindness encouragement patience or teaching of the gospel may have been a turning point in someone's life let's make the most of all of our opportunities so always make the best of your opportunities guys always um seek better and always be patient and kind because that could be the turning point with somebody that can always be somebody's turning point like It might be the last thing that they just need, okay guys? And I'll see you next time in Bible Coffee. Bye-bye!